Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, thanks for joining us here on The Common Sense Show, where we're freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We have my old friend Ernie Hancock uh, from Freedoms Phoenix. And uh, he's on tour right now. I'm sure he'll tell you about that before we're done. But we did a show some time ago, several months, uh, maybe as long as a year, about how the federal government was harassing Ernie. And he gave some warnings about what was going to happen on J6. And this warning was about J6. Ernie was not present at the Capitol that day. But he dared to talk to somebody who was and who has been sentenced and he warned us what was going to happen. Now we got uh, Tario, who's 22 years. We've got Owen Schroyer facing 120 days for doing no more than saying death to tyrants. Uh, no specific target, which does not make it a threat. But nonetheless, uh, we're just seeing the Constitution obliterated. I mean, we won't get into the New Mexico thing, but I'm sure you've seen that where they have suspended the Second Amendment. Uh, the Constitution is being obliterated right now. Under attack that we're going to talk about in this interview is the First Amendment. Ernie, uh, I know you're coming to us from Maine. Looks like you're broadcasting from the space shuttle uh, far above the <laughs> Earth. <laughs> the cloud <laughs> government. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's ironic is I do these shorts every morning on YouTube to say, okay, here's what we're talking about today. And I did mine where I did a background where I was in the space shuttle. So kind of ironic. Uh, maybe that's the only safe place to be these days with the communist takeover of our nation. Um, anyway, let's start at the beginning uh, because it's been a long time since we talked about this topic with what happened to you. And a lot of people in the audience may not have seen or heard of this. So, Ernie, I'll just turn it over to you and tell my audience you know, how you came to be involved in J6, even though you weren't there. Um, there is an article that we put up yesterday or a day before uh, when Owen Schroeder, Schroeder, how do you say his name? Schroeder, yeah. Schroeder, when he got, um, uh, they're tra- trying to give him 120 days or something like that. Um, this is what I feared what was going to happen. And we have an article up. I assume you'll put it in the show notes or whatever, a link to it. We will. And what it was is I was subpoenaed to Washington, D.C., and it was the 12th of December in 22. And I wrote the article saying, all right, you know, this is what happened, you know, kind of summed up as this was going on over a year. And what happened was it was December of 21, 
I think it was, where I was first contacted by the FBI, and they wanted to talk to me about a show I did with Ed Vallejo that we know from Arizona that was in Washington on January 6th. But he was, you know, he's the food guy. You know, he's always the food guy. He grows food, supplies food, and makes sure everybody gets food kind of thing. Well, you know, see, look, he has these big totes full of something. They're probably guns and ammo. <laughs> probably. I mean, you know. So I'm like, Wow. The um and of course you know they, he advocates I believe him it was food I mean that's what he's always bringing in these totes so what happened was he we did a live show um from Washington D.C. um we had the Love Bus and with the studio in it and everything at the Arizona State Capitol on January sixth where they had a sympathetic rally of whatever and we did the Trump report that we do every week with Dr. Frank Tamburi well the FBI. Uh, did a proffer with him, which kind of an immunity agreement or something. And they had him come in for over two hours and he spent got $15,000 or so or the attorney to listen to all seven, eight hours that we did a show on the sixth and the seventh. We talked to the guys both on the sixth and the seventh to kind of get, you know, what happened uh, on the sixth, the next day during it on the sixth, they weren't at the ra- even at the rally and they didn't go into the building. But they were talking with us. And um, so what happened is the FBI called me and they said, you know, we we really would like to talk. I'm sure you would. And I go, you know, send me a subpoena. We'll get all over it. I'll, I'll comply with the subpoena, but I'm not just voluntarily helping you guys, you know, because I know because I knew. So um, I was nice to him and everything. No, this is the deal. Yeah, but you have to because you have to. And the heck I do. Give me a subpoena and I'm all over it. But by then, we were also on the road in the love bus traveling around the country. And I told him, I said, just tell me where to go, what, how you want to do this service. I'll show up at some FBI, you know, post agency, freaking building something somewhere, and we can take care of business. You don't got to helicopter me, you know, on the highway of, you know, make a big dramatic scene out of it, you know. And um, after a few conversations uh, with uh, the FBI representative, some woman, um, they just kind of went away and didn't bother me. Then last summer, I was at uh, in Washington State. We were building prototypes, you know, homes and so on. Don and I are going back to Arizona next month, and we start our home builds there out in the desert. Well, while we were doing that, we registered when we sold everything and distributed it to our four kids and, you know, 12 grandkids and everything, and we hit the road and then put what well, we wanted to keep tools and everything in storage. Um, we licensed uh, the, the registration for the tow Jeep that we had behind the bus at my daughter's. So the FBI showed up there banging on the door, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, bang, 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 ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong. And, you know, to my daughter's credit, she used to produce for me for a couple of years and she, she got it. She gets it. She's not flappable. She's, you know, not a feared individual. And, uh, but it was, she was like, Man, I've been, I got my two year old toddler here. You know, I, you know what? I'm definitely not buying your solar panels. Okay. And you know, she just thought of some solicitor just bugging the crap out of her. So she ignored it. Well, that made the, um, FBI angry. So what they did is they called me on the phone while I was in Washington. They said, we're out your front door. You got to come out. You got to sign, take delivery paper. Got to sign. Got to, got to, cause we're out and you got to. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm at my front. I don't know what you're talking about. Where are you at? And they wouldn't tell me. And I go, look, man, where are you at? 
and they um, told me the address. I go, you're at my daughter's, and I'm states away. I'm a couple thousand miles away. So I'm just like, you know, seriously. So they kind of calmed down. Then we discussed it. I go, well, tell me where to go. Spokane's not too far away. I can go to the FBI agent. I'll get it. There's no thing. I'll take it. Well, we could email it for you. And I'm like, really? So the guy just did it right then on his phone. Sent it to me. I go, yep, got it. Done. You know, they got to get all dramatic about it. You know, this thing. And I'm just like, oh, seriously? Because I had told them I'd cooperate with them before. But they wanted to they want to do the pressure thing, which is what yeah. they were doing to Frank. You know, they'd show on his he has um, surveillance cameras. He's these two guys coming up all the time. They didn't leave any, you know, card or note or anything. And finally they they did one time, called them, got service. So I'm just no, I'm I'm you're gonna have to make them make you, you know, and make them say it. You know, I, I'm just, you know, make them make you. I'm I'm cooperative, but I'm not volunteering anything. So what they did, it really wasn't about the defendants in the J6 thing. It was about me because what they were doing is because I don't do big tech, you know, we have our IPFS servers that can't be censored or edited or deleted. We have our own servers, you know, multiple around the world. We do all our stuff on my own. What happens is that way we have, you know, big tech pages and whatever. I just don't interface with them. So what happens is they can't just send a letter to YouTube or whatever and say, you certify that this was put in and not changed or whatever, however they do it, to be able to use those files in a criminal proceeding. Because what they need is be in order to use the evidence of the hours and hours of shows that the show that we did on the 6th and 7th, they need to certify it so it can be submitted as evidence in a criminal trial in federal court. So that's what they wanted me to do. They had the file. And I go, well, you just listen to the show. Oh, we did. And I go, okay, then we're good. You know, they go, nope, you got to certify it. I ain't got a nothing. Okay. So the, I go, I, I made it very clear. I, I told him, I said, look, I'm not going to lathe up a Louisville slugger for you to take wrap barbed wire around it and beat me over the head with it. You know, that ain't happening. Okay. So I'm just trying to be clear. So I was as nice as possible. The FBI then put me on the the DOJ, and there, you know, you have to, you have to, because you have to. And I go, well, I say I don't. Now what? And they go, well, you're not the one under investigation, so you have to. You can't believe go, them. Uh, you can't believe them, no. Which is what I brought up. And I said, look, mm-hmm. I know. I've been around the block. I've been doing this for a while. I've had interfaces with the FBI before. And I go, look, I know that you guys, the DOJ, the FBI, can lie to me. Supreme Court decisions. Law enforcement can lie to uh, people, and but you lie to them, you get in trouble. But they can lie to you all they want. And I go, unless it's in writing, you know, anything you say doesn't mean nothing to me. Just say it. They didn't offer me a proffer, which is kind of a deal, limited, or no, you get an immunity, you know, it can't be used against you, that kind of thing. Because they didn't even offer it to me when they did Frank, you know, my co-host on the time. And I'm going, that's just weird. You know, I'm thinking they would say, yeah, you know, there's no worries. Just come in. And I'm going, you guys aren't even offering me a proffer. Why? You you want this certified so bad? Well, that'd be one easy way to do it, you know, but it better be clear. It can never, ever, ever, ever be used against me kind of thing. So finally, they got all mad. But we're just going to find peace. 
Then I talked to the FBI agent I was working with. I said, look, you know, they had good cop, bad cop kind of thing. The FBI agent kind of, you know, being nice and the DOJ being buttheads. So I go to the FBI. I said, look, I don't want to talk to these guys anymore. We're done. The only communication I'll have with the DOJ, they send me a subpoena. Other than that, don't bother me. Okay. He calls me back that afternoon and he said, look, I talked to them. They're willing to do a proffer. I read the proffer, the deal, and it was like, if I don't testify the way they want me to, basically, I mean, you read it and that's what you get out of it. Wow. They don't like what I say, then their deal's off and they're going to prosecute me. And I'm going, well, you can definitely kiss my butt now. I'm going, nope, I, got, I don't want to talk to these guys anymore. They're not honorable. I know what they're doing and they're blatant about it. You know, they're just running the rough shot over. We're the DOJ and you have to because you have to. Well, they were saying because I was not the target of the investigation, that I had to uh, comply. And I'm going, you want me to certify a file, an MP3, that can be, then then it can be used in a criminal case, a federal case that you're prosecuting people in jail with, and you're not going to give me immunity, or it can be used, I go, can it be used against me in court? Well, they they wouldn't answer that. They wouldn't write it down. I'm going, okay, we're, we're done. All right, peace. Well, then um, they kept threat sending me stuff, threatening, we're going to subpoena you if you subpoena, we're going to give you a subpoena. So finally, I just called the travel agency and booked the flight. You know, they were paying for my flight and room and $60 a day meals and whatever. You know, I'm going to get, you know, visit the Smithsonian, some friends and reporters in D.C. and it's all good. All right, fine. Let's do it. So I called and said they wanted me to call them, you know, the kind of, oh, okay, I'll sign. Don't no. When I called the DOJ the next morning, I had already booked the flight the day before. So I'm going, yep, we're done. You know, got it taken care of. See, see you Sunday, you know? And they're like, damn it. I hate when these libertarians do that. So what happened was they go, no, no, no. Well, we canceled that. We're just going to do a hearing with the judge. Now, I thought that this was just going to be all witnesses. This is what you do and where to go. It just an informational thing. Nope. It was the judge, all the prosecuting attorneys, and the uh, all the defense attorneys. And it was all about me. And they were like, judge, the DOJ goes, judge, he, he's going to do the Fifth Amendment and not give us what we want and the way we want it and what, and you got to make him. Well, Mr. Hancock, you got to comply with the I go, I'll comply. Says I got to go. Bring the file with me. Show up and sit on the stand, and then I do Fifth Amendment. Do I do that now? You want me to do it now? I can do it now. I can do it now. You want to do it now? How we do it now? Okay. No, you want me to do it on the stand? We'll do it on the stand. Whatever. But that's what's happening. Well, you need to get an attorney. Nope. Got plenty of attorneys. <laughs> want to be my attorney? Don't need an attorney. Okay. Well, we can give you a free attorney. We give you, we give you top notch, you know, federal government attorney for you for free because we can do that because, you know, that'd be good. And I'm going, eh, I think I'll decline. Thanks for the offer. No. So then it was only then after I uh, I finally it'd been going on a year, year and a half. I hadn't even looked at it. I just set it out of my mind. Don't care. I got plenty of stuff to do. I just made the decision not to worry about it. You know, it's a God thing. Just, you know, whatever. And uh, finally, when they did the proffer, it was so badly worded that and they mentioned per this case and that case and they made a mistake of giving me some cases. So then I go and I know how to shepherdize cases. You know, you just go and research and precedents and what in that case so that they reference other cases, that kind of thing. And what I realized is that the reason they wanted me to have an attorney, it would go like this. I get on the stand and they say, uh uh well Mr. Hancock, we need you to certify nope, Fifth Amendment. 
Then they go to the attorney and they say, did you or did you not inform your client that if he does this, he has to do this because he has. Oh, yes, sir. I sure did. Eh, guilty, noncompliance of whatever. Go think upon your in jail. And uh, and I go, nope, that's not going to happen. They have to explain. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time explain it to you. do you understand no i do not understand mr judge explain it to me then there's a thing they reference a thing called in camera which means you go back into the judge's chambers without the uh defense or uh prosecuting attorneys he's just going to explain it to you and what i had to have my goal was Make them make you, make them say it, okay? And what I needed is them to tell me that if you do not do this, we're going to put you in jail. Well, heck, give me that piece of paper. Then I'll sign that SOB right now. Woo, please don't put me in jail. Can I have a blanket? I kept asking the DOJ, so make sure I get a blanket. I just want a blanket. So this guy is torturing these people, and it was Christmas time. And he did it right before Christmas. And one side note, when I texted my family i was coming back you know my some of my grandchildren were crying you know papa's gonna be back for christmas yay and that's what pissed me off the rest of it was entertainment but when they upset my grandchildren at christmas time with this threat that just really brought it there's 
there's going to be some for that. But the um, so if they have to explain it to me that they're going to put me in jail for exercising my Fifth Amendment right, well, then I'm under duress. You know, you're threat. You're going to put me in jail, fighter. Okay, maybe I would have signed, maybe I wouldn't then, but then I got standing for a case because what I wanted to make sure happened is that talk show hosts like Owen. You know, like a lot of other friends that we have, and a lot of them are younger, like Owen is. And mm-hmm. they just think, you know, they send them a thing. You just got to fill out the, every document of everything the DOJ sends or whatever. And I'm going, look, they are going to use this type of thing and this precedent and what they're doing to Owen as a signal to everybody. You better freaking just certify these files, even though you may be on it. And even though you may be subject to what you say on the air, especially if something you say on the, which I listen to the show and what I think, I don't care. I, you know, my grandma and everybody's grandma and hear what I had to say. I'm good with that. But that doesn't mean nothing to the DOJ. You say anything about any resistance of, you know, saying no and uh-uh to the man, they don't like it and they'll go and put you in. So I'm sure that there was plenty in there that they wanted to come after me. And, you know, with my history and whatever, and Ron Paul evolution and all the things that I've done, I, you know, they, they got plenty of reasons. So I'm going, okay, I'm not going to do that. It was clear that they were going to be using it against me. And it was clear that this was going to set a precedent that other talk show hosts, that they're going to be sending these same kinds of requests, then using their own words against them or telling them that they don't have a Fifth Amendment right not to incriminate themselves Mm -hmm. because of whatever fictitious mumbo-jumbo mental gymnastics they come up with. So I go, nope, not doing it. They were really adamant about me getting an attorney. And I did not, I had plenty of people want to be my attorney. They wanted to give me an attorney, super great attorney. I talked to plenty of people. It was only John uh, Whitehead from the Rutherford Institute that kind of understood what I was doing. Okay, I see what you're doing. It's a short time for us to kind of help you, and we'll get some, I talked to one of their guys and so on. Then um, uh, Richard, a gentleman that's the attorney for JPFO, Jews for Preservation and Firearm Ownership, that I, there's a discussion group in Phoenix that I belong to, and he's there. And I told him what I was doing. Went, okay, I can see. But everybody else, friend judges, friend attorneys, you know, a lot, they go, nope, you got it because you got it because they say you got it and you got it. And I'm going, you know what? I say I don't. And we are going to find out. That was, I was willing to do time just to find out. Yep. Ernie, in the, cold jail thinking upon your sins. I go, yeah, but now we know that if you interview anybody on controversial subjects or controversial people on controversial times that they want to, you know, make sure the controversy is you don't do it, or this is what's going to happen to you. That's what I needed to find out. That was very important to me. I was willing to do time to find that out. So when I did this, I get there, I go nine o'clock in the morning to the um, courtroom. Well, I'm supposed to appear. I get there Sunday. I go on Monday. Bang, bang, bang. It's locked up. Nobody's there. I went through all their rigmarole, getting in security. And I'm like, really? You know, really? So I call the DOJ and I said, look, I'm here. Where are you guys? Well, we just want, are you going to um, avail yourself of an attorney? And are you still going to do Fifth Amendment? I go, yep. And, and no, I don't need an attorney. And yes, I'm doing Fifth Amendment. Let's rock and roll. You know, I'm here to play. We, you know, let's do it. 
So they go, well, we we postponed it off to one fifteen, one thirty, or whatever that afternoon. We're you know having some meetings with the defense. We're kind of whatever. And, you, know, you can go ahead and go back to your hotel, and we'll see you at one fifteen. Fine, you know I'm here. You're not here, okay? Just FYI. So I get in my Uber. You know, like 10, 15 minutes later, phone rings. So DOJ saying, you know, never mind, you can go home. And I go, whatever. Okay. So then I go, well, can I stay an extra day? I didn't get to go to the Smithsonian. I wanted, because I had some meetings with some reporters and stuff. So I'm just like, you know, I, I, I need another day. So uh, they go, fine. You know, they were kind of rushing to get me back anyway. So I went back the following day. This was just an exercise in them saying what I had to do and what I was willing to find out. No, I don't. And let's see what you're going to do about it. Because they had to tell me, not an attorney, not they got to explain it to me that as a journalist, certifying files with me on it that they could use against me. They pinky throw, no, we're not, but they wouldn't say that. In the proffer, they only said if I don't testify the way they wanted to, that they would. And I'm like, what kind of crap is that? So it just kind of went away. They said, you can go. Now, I was uh, threatened subpoena. They had in writing that I was to go a subpoena in September, October, November. When the November one came and went that date, I figured we're done. All right, we're just, you know, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, we're good. You know, we'll just, you know, with family. It was on um, the, in the second week in December, it was like the 12th that I was in, uh, DC and all of a sudden last minute, boom, on Thursday, you got to be, we'll see you, you know, this Sunday. Well, they wanted me to call the next day and you know, Friday, see if they can negotiate with me kind of thing. Go, nope. I went ahead and booked the flight, you know, got travel agent. I'm ready to go. See you Sunday. I'm just tired of this crap. They've been dragging this out forever because they assume that you're just going to do it. Or in the end, when they really threaten the subpoena, you have to go to Washington that you're going to do it. I was not going to do it. So I, I tried to make it clear to these guys. I'm trying to be nice, but I'm just like, no, it's not going to, not going to happen. Not going not, not to happen. Okay. So then when we get this story, what they did to Owen, that's exactly the reason why. Exact, 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 exactly that. Because they use this against the host and they wanted to make a big deal out of this, whether they dismiss it or not, they're doing a big deal out of this so that you don't interview controversial people on controversial subjects at controversial times that they don't want. And they, them, those that won't leave us alone want to make this clear and they're shutting down dissent. And certainly that when they have alternative media, like your show, have people come on my show, we do this stuff. They want to stop that in its tracks. And this is the only way that I can see that they had to do it. It's through fear, 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 and they go after the people that do the interviews. So that's what happened. Yeah. That's why. Okay. Ernie, I got a couple of problems with what you said they said. One is uh, no one can take away your right uh, to avoid self-incrimination. I don't care what a judge says. I don't care what a prosecutor says. Uh, the Fifth Amendment is sacrosanct. They can't violate that. Uh, and then the other thing is, is, your immunity or whatever they are, your proffer is going to be invalid if you don't testify the way they want. That's also illegal. That's coerced testimony. <laughs> That's my vote. You know, one thing about the proffer, 
one of the reasons when I when I did get to D.C., the only time I really took to do any research on this was when uh, at the air when I'm going. You know, I, I refused to even look at it. I I don't didn't care what you know precedent said. Didn't care what didn't care didn't care. I just I'm going to do this because man, I'm just a dumb hick. You know, country boy is Fifth Amendment, and you got to explain it to me. Okay, that's you know the mindset I was in. When I go and I look, once they sent me that Proffert thing, and it was just so badly written. I mean, just it was it was like that was my evidence that they were freaking scumbags. So then. um I started doing uh, researching on case law on this, and what this is what I came across. If you enter into a proffer, then you lose your Fifth Amendment right, because by asking for a privilege from the government, you get oh. immunity. Okay, there was a whole bunch of case law of RICO um, uh, cases where they have you know the big. Uh, gangster head whatever the heck and all his lieutenants then they made like a proper agreement uh immunity agreement with the lower guys and then they would come in and say well i'm doing fifth amendment on this for my case after you prosecuted my boss with my help and they go oh no you don't have a fifth amendment right anymore because you entered into the deal with the doj with the proffer and i'm going ah okay well guess what ain't happening okay so that was one thing I learned. I wanted to share with all the other hosts. If you do go into some kind of agreement with them on that, anything later has anything to do with anything about anything on that, you don't get Fifth Amendment. So to preserve my Fifth Amendment, don't I didn't go into a proffer. I didn't make any agreement with them. I don't trust them anyway. And then they are legally, Supreme Court doesn't legally, but Supreme Court decision is that law enforcement and the FBI in particular can lie to you. And they, and man, they, they were playing in it. And when I caught him, the first time I caught him in a lie, you know, was, I can't remember what it was. The, the, that's when I said, and we're done, you know, cause I was being cooperative and talking. Oh yeah, absolutely. How can I help? But no, I'm not willing to do that. And I'm not willing to do that, but you know, I'll take your phone call and we can, you know, talk and you can send me stuff and I can reply, but I'm not willing to do that. You know, that kind of thing. When they did this, they started lying. What I had to do, I'm going, and we're done. Cause I was looking for that. When they lie, we're done. You know, I told us, don't talk to me anymore. Send me the subpoena, man. Get on it. Let's do it. So this is when they did this to Owen, it immediately became clear to me that this is exactly what they were trying to do to me exactly. and anybody like us. And I'm going, doop, 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 doop. Now, I'm not sure exactly what they, if Owen did certify a file or the custodian record did or something used that against him or something he said publicly with a megaphone out on the street or whatever. If they used one of his shows, how did they get that entered into evidence in a criminal trial and uh, federal court? They had to have somebody, a certifier, approve that file. That's what they're trying to get me to do. That's why I refused to do. And this is exactly why I didn't do it. So they were coming after you because they were pissed off. You interviewed Ed. What kind of content came out of the interview that you think caught their attention? <clears throat> you know, that was one thing that I didn't want to. No, all right. This is what happened. We do the show. Uh, our friend Mark Victor, you know, is a criminal defense attorney, good friend mm -hmm. of mine, and so on. And he was advising me that I had to do it. And I go, well, what do I need you as an attorney for? You advise me to do it. I ain't doing it. Well, um, uh, Frank called me. I was up in Washington, and 
uh, state. He called me and said, hey, man, those guys at my door, because he happened to be speaking in Spokane at a, a seminar or a conference as a doctor up there and came and visited for a day and a half. And then he you know, and he saw on his um, uh, ring camera or whatever he has up there that these guys were trying to serve. He didn't know who they were. And later, when he gets back, he calls me and he says, hey, man, it's the FBI. You know, they want to talk to me about whatever. So Mark was his attorney to at four, six hundred dollars, you know, friend discount, you know, from him an hour. You know, it was like, God, just to listen to the tape was twelve thousand dollars or something. You know, it was, it was a ridiculous amount. So when they want, you know, I'm going to go ahead and you know, listen to the tag. Well, you already did. And I go and I'm not doing it. And I'm not sure as heck not paying for it. And for me, the FBI and the DOJ wanted me to listen to my show. We need you to refresh your memory. And I go, well, that's the best reason to not do it, you know? So I didn't. Now, I didn't even listen to the show. I don't remember. No care. Coming back from Washington, I did listen to it. And there was nothing in there that you and I wouldn't, you know, think that, you know, it's, you know, you know, tyranny must be in blood watering the tree of liberty kind of thing stuff, you know, Ed would go on about. Ed's kind of, you know, using flowery language, and they got a something. So I didn't say anything, but that would be up to that. They'd make something up anyway. But um, it was that kind of language, you know, Ed, you know, we have to, you know, there was no direct threat. There was no we're going to anything. It was just this, you know, a lot of this patriot American Revolution rhetoric of, you know, uh, bad guys need to be tyrants, need to be whatever, something. So they had enough in there that they could go to a jury. But what really got them was his signal posts. They uh, subpoenaed his phone. They went up and got his phone. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. From and made him, well, he complied. Ed Vallejo's phone. Right. Okay. So they got his phone, and there were some signal posts. And Ed is, we've worked with Ed, you know, since the Ron Paul Evolution 07. I mean, he's, you know, uh, patriot. He's a, a veteran, and he's just one of those guys. Yeah, go get him, get some, get him. Well, he's his own worst enemy that way, you know, saying stuff. I don't see him as a threat. You know, he's a good friend. He babysit my grandkids. I don't care. I mean, you know, Ed's a good guy. But... You know, he does like using flowery revolutionary language. So that is what they had on him. It created this aura of, you know, be a feared, you know, to a Washington, D.C. jury. Anything I said, I, I didn't. There was nothing that I was worried about, but that doesn't matter. You know, they're just you're you're interviewing this guy you didn't admonish him on saying this you you kind of supported that oh, you, oh it's your you know, duty oh, to take the government side i guess huh yeah, yeah you know yeah if you don't take the government side you're on side so um there was nothing that i was worried about but that doesn't matter so it was and they wanted me to listen to it and I just like, you know, I'm busy. I got to sit around and listen to myself, you know, for freaking hours. Of the- so the only time that I did, you know, was on the plane coming back, you know, just to go, what were, 
I didn't say, what did I say? Because I'm pretty careful. I'm not saying whites of their eyes crap or any of that stuff, you know? <laughs> so the, um, uh, I don't see, that was not the point. The point was, is they wanted to have people like you, me, Owen, Luke, you know, Alex, all these guys not do the interviews. That if you do these interviews, you are going to, requested, required, mandated, threatened to certify the file so it can be used in a criminal proceeding against somebody. And, you know, just to just sign it, put you on a shelf, get you later kind of thing. So it's probably not over for me. I mean, this is, you know, they've, I've been dealing with this crap for these guys for decades. I mean, it's always one something, but I always cooperate. Like, yeah, I'll do what I got to do, you know, the way I'm going to do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not just going to help you do your stupid stuff so um i don't think there was anything that i had to worry about but i bet owen thought thought the same thing you know they, they, they just pick and choose what they want to my sense is owen probably certified a recording of what he said what he said on the bullhorn and i've read the quote and i'll have to paraphrase it but the worst thing he said but it's not illegal death to tyranny death to tyrants for there to be an actionable um, uh, situation that the DOJ can act on, you have to have an identifiable target. But they so self-identified as a tyrant. Yeah, who's who's a tyrant? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> my, my comment was when I reported on Owen and what he's facing, I said, so is the government admitting they're tyrants? That, that's, right. that's the conclusion I get out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they are tyrants. We know that. <laughs> well, they don't self-identified. You know, that doesn't um, surprise me. You know, to them, they, they don't care. They just want to get, you know, something to something. I, yeah. I, have, no, I have no idea how they're going to prosecute or go through this, but they missed the chance. Owen missed the chance of Fifth Amendment. You know, if there's anywhere in this whole case that he certified some file, or uh, agreed to something or testified or deposition or any of that, you know, they're going to, they're going to beat you over the head with the Louisville slugger you gave to them. They put barbed wire on. So (laughs) I, (laughs) Ernie, I got to tell you though, on the, on one hand, on the legal side, no one can compel you to give up your, your fifth amendment, right? Nobody. It doesn't matter what the situation is, but <laughs> but these, but, uh, but on the, the other DOJ, side of the coin, January six attorneys ask them about that because I did, and they said you have to. I don't care what they said. That's not what the law says. <laughs> what, what man says and what the law says are two different things. But then the other thing is, I'm saying okay, they can't compel you to give up your Fifth Amendment right. They can't coerce your testimony. But I look at what's happened in New Mexico with Governor Grisham, and she's basically suspended the Second Amendment on her own volition. I saw that. Yeah, so so you look at that. There is no Constitution. I mean, you look at what's happened in Lahaina. I'm hearing from people on the ground that live there that are telling me that their land is being given away and they're prevented from going even to get their personal effects like their safes. Uh, I, whoa. I know this is so bad. I know, I, but there are no rights. You have no property rights. Uh, I just interviewed Chris Kitsy, and that was the subject of our talk for 50 minutes. They're taking away our rights, blanket, blanketly taking away our constitutional rights. And and I think that this is just a message uh, to America with uh, Owen Schroyer. We can get anybody we want, so you better shut the hell up. 
That's kind of the impression I'm getting, what they want to do. You know, New Mexico governor suspends the Constitution with a stroke of a pen. Yeah, you know, exactly. No more open or concealed carry in Albuquerque throughout the county of Blatt for the next 30 days. What? When they want to suspend your rights like this, it's um, at the time that you need it the most. We saw this during Katrina, the uh, hurricane in New Orleans. They even had pastors and priests come out and say, oh, yeah, just give them up. You know, it will be safer. Just give them the National Guard. You, no, no, give no, up your no. guns. No, and no. I'm going, Ernie, that's wow. the clergy response. To, that's the clergy response team talking. Yep. DHS employees under the suborganization called NOVAD. Um, that's what you heard there. And, and and I don't give a crap if it's the Pope or who the hell it is. Right. No, no one's going to tell me I have to give up my rights. But who knows this? You know, the, people, they think they know, but, you know, it has to be people like you to explain it to people to go, look, no, it doesn't matter what they say in their shiny badge. And they have the um, uh, permission from the Supreme Court to lie. When that happened, I remember we found out about that probably 15, 20 years ago, that there's a Supreme Court case to where, uh, yeah, well, they, yeah, but they lied to me. Oh, but they were allowed to lie. You know, they, they lied and coerced you and frauded you into saying whatever. You know, life sucks. You said it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going, wow, this is wow. It's the government that is supposed to be there to defend our individual rights are the ones taking it away. They're well, the biggest yeah. enemy. That, that is sad. That is why this has to crumble, because if the institutions that are there to protect our republic, our Democrat constitutional republic, is corrupt or the ones taking it away, who do you turn to? You know, I mean, you, you have to dismantle. It has to go away. It has to be replaced. It has to be ignored at the very least, you know, or make them make you make them say it. I don't know any other way to do it. I just, you know, I'm a bumper sticker guy, so I Not just put it, it down. Make them make you, make them say yeah. it. Make them you put know, it I in just... writing. Make them put it in writing and certify it. That's, so, uh, you know, let, let me tell you a quick story about Stuart Rhodes. I, I met Stuart Rhodes and some, one of his companions up in Wickenburg, and it was 10 years ago. And listen, I don't dislike Stuart. I, I don't know him that well. Um but his way is not my way. I'll just say that. And it's okay. It's okay. I don't have to agree with his methods. But this man is sitting in prison now, okay, for what he said on Twitter and talk shows. He didn't take a gun to the Capitol. They helped defend Capitol Police. Um, they have nothing on this guy, but they still threw him in jail. They're going to throw Owen in jail, too, because he works for Alex Jones. That's their motivation there. But I'm looking at this, Ernie, and it's right down the line. In fact, I was listening to Glenn Beck the other night, and I didn't get to hear all the interview, and I need to go back and check the details. Um, but my son and I are driving to the gym, and this guy comes on, and he's a journalist. Got my son's attention. Let me tell you what was said. He said, yeah, I was one of the reporters, along with about 75 others, that followed the crowd into the Capitol. We didn't participate. I'm not a Trump supporter. I voted against Trump. And all I did was document. HBO used some of my footage, and they paid me for it. So he's a legitimate journalist. He said they did not prosecute the controlled opposition network we call Fox. They didn't prosecute CNN, ABC, Reuters, the AP, none of those guys, just me, because I'm not a mainstream media journalist, and now they're charging me with racketeering, and I could get 20 years. 
And and Glenn, you know, who's this? Uh, I don't remember the name. That's why I said I gotta go research it. But this was on Glenn's show Wednesday night. So anyway, I go and 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 uh, I, I look for this, and I gotta dig harder. But I could not find the interview, and I, so that's why I don't have the guy's name. But here's the deal: he's facing twenty years for doing what every other reporter did, and he didn't break any laws, and he's recognized as a journalist because HBO purchased his work. So clearly. He was there for and I guarantee the custodian of the file, HBO signed. Yep, we got it. Yeah, I guarantee you too. Yep, but, we but got here, it from here. Here's the deal. On the indictment, it doesn't even say who he conspired with or what they conspired about, yet they're still charging him with Rico. This is what BS these people are. They they don't even come close to following the law. They just the law is what we say it is at the moment we say it. You know, I and I understood this. I, I tried to explain to the FBI and the DOJ when I had them, you know, all of them on the phone when they first started. I go, look, you know, I know I, I know what you guys are doing, and I'm not a, approving of this. What you guys are doing is wrong in the way you're doing it. And I'm not going to be I, I'm not going to be able to help you because there is no way that I'm going to certify a file that I'm the host on. I'm on for you guys to beat me over the head with it. You know, with a barbed wire Louisville slugger. I kept bringing that up because I, you know, I'm not a big, you know, uh, walking dead fan or everything, but Frank is, you know, so I, he got me a, a, a Louisville slugger after our first year on the radio with barbed wire on it. I got it in a shadow case up on the wall. So I, you know, that, that's for him, but I'm going, you know, I, I'm not going to lay this up for you to beat me over the head with. And they just said, yeah, but you have to. No, I don't. What do you mean I have to? You can't claim Fifth Amendment. Why? Because you're not the target of the investigation. Yeah? Says you. In that you moment. Know? You know, so I'm, I'm going, no, no, no. It, once they became clear that they were trying to, they, they weren't used to having somebody be cooperative, but not comply. You know, I was being nice and, you know, we were having a good time. I'm sure they're recording it. I mean, you know, so I'm not being stupid, but I just, I'm going, no, I, no. And the only way that I can find out if I got a Fifth Amendment right is you subpoena me, go to court, sit in front of the judge and say Fifth Amendment, then that's what we're going to do. Well, you can't because I go, well, let's do it. And that's when they had the hearing, had the judge going to tell me I had to. And I go, I'm complying. I'll show up. And when I get up on that stage, you know, up on the stand, Fifth Amendment. And you're saying I can't do that? Then, you, then you're going to have to, like, and then I said the word in camera, you know, that, uh, damn, he knows about that, which I barely knew, you know, whatever. But what that means is they take you in the judge's chambers and he explains it to you. That's what I wanted. You have to threaten me with death, dying, and destruction, you know, and then if if. I signed it then, it'd be under duress. So I'm going, all right, you know, I guess you'll see me on the stand. Do I do it now? I ask all the other time, I go, do you want me to do it now? Can I claim it now? Fifth Amendment now? You want me to we do it? I got you on. You know, I can just do it right now. How are you going to do it? No, nope, you got to do it. All right, cool. Well, I'll wait for the subpoena. Peace out. So it was very clear to me how they were treating people. They were threatening them with death, dying, and destruction if they didn't help them incarcerate them with death, dying, and destruction, <laughs> you know, we can get you now or we'll get you later with your help. And I'm going, nope. And I explained it to him. I go, look, I've been through the, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to fold on this. I, I just want you guys to know. 
and they kept doing it. No, we got this one outlier. Ernie, we, we just got to do it a different way and threaten a different thing and the new pieces of paper. You know, we really yeah, exactly. get during the holidays and that kind of crap. You know, so anyway, it didn't it didn't really stress me because I, I just programmed myself just not worry about it. You know, it's a God thing. I was like, yeah, whatever. Now, I did talk to uh, several people, including Mike Adams. You know, uh, you hooked me up with Mike Adams and uh, talked to him about it. And he made a suggestion that, well, in the future, if you don't want to incriminate yourself, you can have somebody else be the custodian. So, like, I could get Donna, say she's a custodian of records. Yeah, you know, they're, they're certified. And then they do the same thing anyway. You know, they would be able to use it against me. I'm in a better position for me to be in control of the files and all of the servers and everything that we control and that I am the one that have to certify it, not staff, not my wife, not anyone else. Plus, my wife can't be compelled to testify or do anything against a husband anyway. But the uh, so I'm going, no, that wouldn't serve me. I mean, I wouldn't be the one giving up my rights to Fifth Amendment. Somebody else would be. So I'm like, I'm, I definitely don't like that. So, nope, I am the custodian of my files. I have to be the one to certify for them for use in a federal criminal uh, proceeding. So I, I ain't going to do it. So that's where that came from. So just absolutely incredible we got to this point. Um, do you think they're done with you? Well, only if I'm done with them. I'm never done with them. <laughs> okay, but Ernie, here's why I ask you. The last time we talked about this, and they had canceled the court date, and I asked you, do you think they're done with you? Okay, well, they've made another run. So are they done with you? They're still going after journalists, and I think that they're not going to stop think, until they have all of us. Not on this. I, well, you know, I, you never know. I mean, they just pissed off that, you know, I slipped between their fingers or something, but um, think about it. You know, the, the Ron Paul Revolution guy, you know, I created that logo. We were heavy duty Ron Paul. I've been an activist since forever. I had, you know, run-ins with the FBI kind of doing this kind of stuff before, but I was always, you know, helpful, you know, kind of where I could, you know, be, you know, good American and just comply with whatever I'm made to do with a subpoena kind of thing. I never tried to evade or made him work harder, or be a butthead, but, I've been in federal court, you know, gazillion times, you know, as a plaintiff. And um, so they, I would hope that they have a record that, you know, I, I stick to my guns and maybe that would be what they want to, to stop. And I think I was a nice little cherry because I had interviewed Stuart Rhodes a bunch of times, a bunch of controversial people, a bunch of controversial things, saying controversial things. They get a little bit of Ernie. That probably would and a feather in their cap. But um, I don't think on this they want to get a precedent. They, I then, which is what I wanted to do. If they get in before a judge in a federal court on whether journalists have the ability to go Fifth Amendment on certifying files that they're going to use against guests and the host, um, yeah, they, they don't want that common knowledge, which yeah. and I do, you know. Well, so let's look at let's look at something else, Ernie. You are smart to do this. And anyone listen to me, I don't care if you call a talk show or make a comment on a YouTube page, you absolutely need to do Fifth Amendment. And the reason I say that is Donald Trump is indicted in Fulton County for comments on Twitter about a stolen election outside the jurisdiction of Fulton County. In other words, there's no rules. 
absolutely no rules. You can't trust anything they tell you. I wouldn't even sign a proffer, even if it said you get blanket immunity. Um, they could say, well, it was for issue one. But issue two is now surfaced, and we're coming after you, and your immunity right. doesn't apply. No, it was interesting to me that they didn't even – they wanted me so bad, but they didn't offer that when they did Frank. And I'm going, why wouldn't you even – oh, you guys want to use this against me. Okay, I get it. And then when I made them do it, I wouldn't cooperate. Then they worded it in such a way that they were going to do it anyway. So I'm going, okay, I see what you're doing, and uh, which I anticipated anyway. They just proved it. And uh, then it got real proof what they're doing with Owen. So this is why we wrote that article and we put the Owen article up and it just had a link, you know, to the story and the verbiage of, you know, what I wrote on December 12th, 22 from Washington, D.C., you know, hotel or little hotel thing. And I said, look, this is why I did this. This is what happened. I'm going back, but they're not done. This is what they're going to do to people. This is how they're this is how this is how this is how they're going to do it. And it's all because you they try to convince you that you have to. Well, you have to. And I'm like, no, I freaking don't. Well, how they go after these guys is they lost possession of their phone. They signed it over. They sold it. They gave it to somebody else. Then they're the custodian of it. And it's evidence for stuff, which I don't do. I, and that's why I don't make money, you know, on people taking it. That, that's IPFS. You can't take it down. Now, that would be one thing I was afraid of. They'd say all this stuff, what it says, and then they'd, you know, take it off the Internet or delink any access to it. And I'm like, nope, it's there uh, forever. You know, what are you going to do yeah. about it? I know. So that's I, I wanted. I'm glad you saw this important enough for us to talk about it, because this is exactly why I did it. This is exactly why I'm suggesting to talk show hosts your cooperation with them is your own death sentence. If you do this, if you because they're looking because the FBI has done this kind of stuff so bad so long for ever that there are criminal procedures in place to make sure that they're certified and not the FBI certifies it. Say, so, yeah, we we certified this. Now you got you know, deep fake audio and video, whatever you, Lord knows what's true and what's not, but they needed you to certify this file for them to beat you over the head with. And I was not going to do that because duh. So now I'm hoping with this, you know, what I did and what Owen is um, suffering, that people understand this point. And because they tell you you have to, don't mean squat. And I would much rather be arguing that point and that case, because then this case about January 6th turns into a Fifth Amendment journalist case. I'm going to bring it. Let's do it. Well, some of the people that have been convicted have tried the journalism defense, and it hasn't worked. Uh, so it's pretty serious. Ernie, we're flat out of time, but I do appreciate you coming on on short notice. Thanks to Donna for setting this up. And uh, I, listen, the, the bottom line is, and I've said this all along, after Martha Stewart, and they lied about what they say she lied about, when they talk to you, when the feds come to your door, when they want you to say anything, no comment, Fifth Amendment, not answering questions without an attorney. Fifth Amendment, I still won't answer your questions. Ernie, thanks so much for coming on, and let's hope they finally leave you alone. What's the fun in that? All right. <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate it. All that. right, my friend. Talk to you later. Peace. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BuryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.